You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Listening to the Jillian Michael Show. And now, Jillian Michaels. <laughs> Hello, Manus. Hello, Jillian. Hello, Hello Manus. Jake, you know what? I think if you could make it a little bit hotter in here, <laughs> no, I think it would be fantastic. It is finally perfect. I gotta say, it's seventy-seven. That's pretty hot. For you know what? It's not seventy-seven. Yeah, oh. it's not seventy-seven, old girl. You just <laughs> borrow my coat, Janice. Okay, if I can, if I can make it through this next minute, I'll try and say this. Now, okay. I had the weirdest thing happen. Yeah, I was sitting at my little desk because I have a little desk, and um, a coworker came up. A, a woman came up to me, and she said, she came up right up. And she goes, "How much are you getting paid?" Whoa! And I was like, "She didn't say good morning, man." No, she didn't say good morning, Manus. She didn't even lube you up? No. No, she just said. She just said, hey, old girl. No, not old girl. She just said, hey. Well, maybe she just say, hey. Then she just said, how much are you getting paid? And I said. She didn't say, have you been? Like, hey, Manus, how you been? No, nothing like that. She started writing you hard with Wow. Yeah, and I thought. Dry hump. I was like, wow, that was kind of. And I just said, I said, I'm not telling you. She goes, no, come on. How much are you getting paid? And she started guessing at the amounts. And I'm just like. No, I said I don't. You know, she goes, um, just just let me know. And I said, look, at, I don't I don't talk about that at work. I don't I don't. I've never made a point of talking about my salary at work. Usually, you're not supposed to in in corporate. No, you're not. You're it's not the rules, right? So I just said I, I don't. Yeah. I don't talk about it that. That's private. And she it's just usually in like the company. It's an art. We're not allowed at our our. Uh... Really? No. Because you know how I know this because I said to my assistant, my old assistant Autumn, who I treated well. Unlike Nicole, I was like Autumn. I want you to get paid when she was getting promoted <laughs> before she quit. I was like, "How much does another employee? How much does Julie get paid?" Because I, 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 I wanted to know. You know, I wanted her to get paid equally. And she goes, "I don't know." And I go, "Really? I don't know." And she's like, "No, we're not allowed to ask that stuff." And I was like, "You're not <laughs> at our company." And she's like, "No." So I said, "Okay." And I called Giancarlo, and I was like, "How much does Julie get?" Paid? <laughs> and yeah, he told me, and I was like, "Well, I think Autumn should get paid the same," and um, and that was that. But yeah, he said it's company policy. Well, what, how how she put it, and she said it's the feminist thing to do, and I went, "What Why? are you talking about? The feminist thing to do is it's what women do. It's how we support each other." And I'm like, "What?" And I just I I just said, "No, I'm not telling you." And I and I and I thought about it that night. I just went, "I I don't I couldn't figure out where she was coming from with it's the women's." way to do it i mean if if she was if she approached a man let's say right, i was gonna say yeah. if like i will tell you this nicole when nicole first started tell your story old girl 
Um, at, at the other job I was working for, I had been promoted to take over like a whole section, and I was doing a lot of work taking care of one whole section, and they hired a new guy. Right. Keep in mind, at this point, I am also playing IT personnel. Um, they hire another guy who's very incompetent, and I end up taking over half of his workload in order to keep things running smoothly. So I'm running a whole section, taking over half of his workload. I've asked for a raise twice, and they keep telling me it can't happen because they don't have the money. Right. Um, I get asked to update the HR's computer system, and his paperwork popped up to where I see that he is not only making more than me, but he's making more than me at a smaller position. Did some research, and I found out the only other person to ever not start at minimum wage was another man. So I talked to the boss, and I said, I need to talk to you. I need 24 hours to calm down. The next day, I pulled it. I told them, I'm like, the only thing I can see here is sexism. Because all the women started at minimum wage. And now an incompetent man was making more than me when I had been there for two and a half years. I told you NBC paid Bob twice as much as me. What? Yeah. I didn't know until... That was one of the huge issues we had when I left the first time. Twice as much. Twice as much. Did you ask him how much he was making or did you find out? Found out. See, that's tough. That's tough when you find... I I found out. But, but I mean, I kind of get it because you want to... I found out. Yes, it sucks when you, yes, so that sucks when you find out you're doing the job, in both in both your cases, the job or more than the job that the other person's doing. Yep, I was, it was a huge issue, and yet another huge issue for me on that show. Playing devil's advocate huge. here, though, I can see at one point where this could be like collective bargaining. I can see that too. With the cast of Friends, after I believe the second yes. season, they all came together. They were tr- going to try to offer them different salary amounts just based on the popularity of the characters. And they all said no. They talked about it, and they all got paid the same amount to where they eventually, by Other season five. shows have done that, though, and they fired the entire cast. Uh, well, up by season really? five, they were all making a million an episode because they refused to do. Well, that's what Bob and I were supposed to do. We were supposed to go into our, because the first, first two seasons we made nothing, literally nothing, lost a ton of money. And we were, and I say lost because, you know, we had jobs that we weren't able to work. And we were supposed to go do that, of course. <laughs> Bob was like, you know, couldn't, didn't stay with the plan. Um, and then years later, I, I found out because they kept like putting our face on products and they weren't oh, paying right. us yep. and all this yep. stuff. And I was like, why do you keep agreeing to do this? And he's like, girl, I'm getting paid. And I was like, what? And the way they doubled his salary was they first renegotiated him before they renegotiated me, even though we were on the same schedule. And then they gave him a massive signing bonus. And that's how they did it. Wow. Yeah. And I was furious and the thing is you know women we do get paid less it is unfair absolutely but but the way she approached you first of all was so outrageous and inappropriate and you could have got into big trouble i'll be honest with you and i also don't get your woman to woman so why does it matter or there could have been a more tactful way to bring it yeah i don't don't even get why it would matter but the thing is if we were doing the equal amount of work yeah but but i'm working five days a week at three hours a day, yeah, no, it's, it's not Hers is a one-hour show. No, dude, you can't it, compare. It also has nothing to do with getting paid equal to men, which is what she's claiming it is. Feminism. It's not. It's a totally different animal. But but is it not like should I 
Like, what I'm, does that I'm have saying, to do with what the guys no, are getting paid? Nothing that you two were doing is equal. A three-hour show versus a one-hour yeah, show. Bob and I were equal. Nicole was superior. So, but and but, women always talk about how they're paid less. But but would would we be strong? Would we be stronger in the workplace if we did compare? Or let's let's say we we did, did more this. leverage. But I don't understand how woman. She don't get it twisted, dude. She wasn't coming at it as like equal pay. If you that two was were not doing, her stick. If you two were doing equal work, I could see how but this you're conversation. You're not a man and a woman. Regardless, I mean, some people have negotiation skills that some people don't. If you two were doing the same amount of work and you had the same amount of experience, I could see where this conversation may be helpful. But this was just tactless and tacky. Yeah, honestly. it was jealousy. It, it was. It, come on, dude. It was, and and the thing is, I, I can see again. Sexism in the workplace is a huge, it's a huge thing. I've experienced it. Cole's experienced it. I'm sure you have. I'm sure every woman listening has. And every woman I work with has. All the time. They always will. Even even conversations where it's like, one of my producers will say like, oh, I gave notes to so-and-so and he called the guy back. He won't look at me when I'm talking. You know, no. men want, even, even, even one of the, one of the producers, um, a producer that I had to d- dealt with before. Would call Giancarlo back. He didn't want to talk to me. Right. I mean, because men are men are men can be calmer and more rational. I had dinner last night with a bunch of executives as well, and there was a very young-looking NBC executive who said that they would only respond in meetings to her assistant because her assistant was a man. A man. Yeah. Oh, female executives say that all the time. That men oftentimes will only talk to men. Oh wow! Yeah, and so that's where I get it. I get it if it was like right, and that's where I think that's what, that you're right, and that's where I think you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have been so pay. like I shouldn't have been like I'm not telling. I mean, maybe no, I should have. Maybe though, I should. That was rude, and it was self-serving, and it would have started a shit show that would have got you in a lot of trouble because I guarantee you, it's against corporate policy. Yeah, read your little handbook. I promise you, it says do not question other people about their income. I yeah. promise you, stay out of that it's a shit show over there. Don't, don't, don't tussle it up. It, it doesn't, it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the quote feminist cause. It doesn't. It's just a jealous coworker, man. That's all you're dealing with right there. What? You know what? This dealing with people is just not making me happy. Well, that's why you've become a recluse. <laughs> Get your hair. <laughs> Okay, guys, you're always asking me what kind of athletic apparel I am wearing. Well, I'm going to tell you where I get it because the brands run the gamut. I get it online at a place called Carbon 38. They are the bomb, the absolute best for fashionable, high-performance women's Activewear. Carbon 38 partners with fitness professionals to wear, test, and model all their apparel because their mission is to empower women to live their healthiest lives so you look and feel amazing. So what are you waiting for? Go to carbon38.com forward slash Jillian to receive 15% off your first purchase. Go. Go now. All right. Uh, we have a special guest on the show today, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, who has written a very interesting book that's going to kind of blow apart some of the beliefs we've had. Uh, Dr. Mark, here's Jillian. Hi, Dr. Hyman. How are you? 
Good. Hi, Jillian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I mean, first of all, I, I think many of you have probably read uh, some of Dr. Hartman's books. He's a massive bestseller. Um, I mean, he's the director of the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine, the Pritzker Foundation Chair in Functional Medicine. I mean, the guy, the guy's the ultimate badass. And we're really excited <laughs> because he has a new book coming out called, and this is what I love, Eat Fat, Get Thin. So... Doc, tell me, what is this book about? I mean, because you're you're definitely kind of flipping the industry on its on its bum, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, we've been taught for so long that fat's bad, that fat makes you fat, and if you want to lose weight, you need to cut back on the fat or eat a low fat diet. And uh, actually, it's kind of backfired on us. We did that. We, we went on a high carb diet in the '80s with the food pyramid, or we got told to eat 6 to 11 servings of bread, rice, cereal, and pasta a day, like 11 servings of bread, like really? (laughs) And now we know from the science that actually when you eat sugar and refined carbs, it spikes insulin, and that's like fertilizer for your fat cells, the belly fat cells. And when you eat fat, it actually... That's a great analogy. Fertilizer for your fat cells. I love that. Totally. It's totally that. Yeah. And when when you eat fat... You actually cut your hunger, you, you don't stimulate insulin, you actually liberate fat from your fat cells, increase fat burning. So in the absence of a lot of starch and sugar, when you eat the good fats, it actually helps you lose weight. Gosh, okay. Now, now, tell me something. How is this one different from your other programs? Well, you know, in the past, I really focused in on the sugar and the carb issue because it's really what's driving so much of the problem. But then I realized, well, people are confused about what to eat. And, in fact, you know, we're eating more of something else if we're not eating a lot of starch and sugar or eating either protein or fat. In fact, you can only eat so much protein. And the other category is fat. And that, that's what I realized people really didn't understand. In fact, I felt, as even as someone who's studied and understood nutrition for decades, I felt like my understanding of fat was limited because it's such a complicated area. You know, sugar is sugar is sugar, but there's like omega-3 fats and omega-6 fats and saturated right, fat. And, it's like just a lot. That's right? actually a so great question. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I am going to ask yeah, you, can you classify these fats for us? <laughs> now that you sure. now that you bring I, that I up, because, yeah, 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 because yeah. people are like, oh, my God, coconut oil. And I'm like, no, no, wait, no, that's not yeah. the kind of, you know, can you please yeah. explain? Sure. Well, here's the deal. Like, we, we've learned so much in the last decades about fat. There's more and more research. And finally, the government came out and said, you know what? We shouldn't worry about total fat in our diet. The 2015 guidelines basically have eliminated any restrictions on total dietary fat because it's not linked to heart disease or, to, or obesity. And they've eliminated cholesterol as a nutrient we should be concerned about and say, don't worry about it. Eat your whole egg. So when I look at fat, I kind of group it into good, bad, and ugly, right? The ugly fats you should never eat. And those are the trans fats, margarine shortening, hydrogenated fats. Those are killers. And the government basically said they're not even safe to eat. The FDA has ruled that they're not a safe substance to put in food. They're going away, but they're still there. Be careful. Second is the good fats. And most people really agree about this. This is omega-3 fats from fish uh, and you can get from algae. And also the monounsaturated fats from olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, avocados, nuts and seeds. Big trial done in Spain looked at 7,000 people. They they gave them an extra liter of olive oil or a bunch of nuts every day. They dropped the risk of heart attack dramatically. So those are all good. Now, the other ones that people are confused about are saturated fat. Very confused. Thank you. I mean, yes, (laughs) yes. And it's like, it's so confused. Yes. All the time. So confused. Like coconut oil, steak. I'm like, okay, we need a doctor. What about it? What about it? Right. So, so when you look at the literature, it's kind of, it is confusing because there's a lot of, there's a lot of 
bad studies or they're studies that look at populations that are hard to make conclusions. But when you actually look at the newer sort of understanding of the saturated fat issue, there's a big review of like 72 studies, 19 countries, 600,000 people, and there was no connection between total or even saturated fat and heart disease, which is kind of a shocker, right? Other reviews show the same thing. And when, when you actually take out the sugar and the carbs, the saturated fat doesn't seem to be the boogeyman we once thought it was. It does raise cholesterol, but it actually gives you a better kind of cholesterol. It gives you large, light, fluffy cholesterol that tends to not produce heart attacks. The HDL. Yeah, the HDL. It gives you like something called light, large, fluffy LDL particles. So it's a whole deeper understanding of cholesterol that we never had. I, I talk about it a lot in Eat That Get Thin in the book, and it's confusing, but we've kind of gotten overboard on the cholesterol issue. And then the good cholesterol, we get more of with saturated fat like HDL and triglycerides go down. So overall, your picture gets better. So would I say that we should all be sort of eating tons of saturated fat? Probably not. Do I think it's really harmful in the absence of sugar and and processed foods? No, I don't. And I think, do I consume grass-fed butter? Yes. Do I have coconut oil? Yes. Do I think those can be helpful foods? Yes. And I think uh, when you actually look at the data, and I, I'm, I'm publishing a blog soon about this whole saturated fat issue because it's so confusing for people. And I, and I spent like a lot of time looking at the research. Uh, and I know what I'm saying seems like heresy. And even the government isn't on board yet. But I, I think really? it, I think it'll come over to no. Well, that's not actually that's not surprising. Fat. Now that I'm not really, but I, I mean the fact that they would <laughs> point the finger at you and say heresy is kind of hilarious because if anybody is the one that has the qualifications to put out the proper information, it would be you. <laughs> Yeah, well, so, I try. Okay. I mean, it's hard to get it all right because there's so much conflicting data. And their yeah. doctors are like, it's bad. And their doctors are like, it's good. It's like, I'm like, whoa, you know, you've got Harvard scientists on both sides. And you've got experts who are studying this their whole life that are completely polar opposite in their view. So it's, it's a bit confusing for the average doctor, scientist, and even, you know, the consumer. It's even more confusing. But I think the, the key here is that you want to eat mostly plants, right? Lots of veggies, fruit nuts and seeds, good fats, avocados, extra virgin olive oil, minimal processed food or none, like refined oils, those are not good. Um, whole foods are great of any kind. Grass-fed meats are fine in moderation. So I think we just have to kind of get real and say what we need to eat is just real food and stop worrying about all the nonsense and just cut out the sugar and processed food and, and, it, and it really uh, you know, not worry about the fat in terms of our, our weight or our heart disease because actually it may be helpful. Wow. Now, now, I want to ask you, this has been going on, I mean, I remember watching uh, an infomercial with Susan Powder, I don't know if you remember this, where she was like, stop the insanity, Janice is laughing, fat makes you fat, and I mean, honestly, Doc, I, I was a kid, and I, I must have been, good God, 19 years old, and I thought, oh, and I was doing everything you said, right, I was fat-free mm-hmm. this, and fat-free bread, and fat-free, and I have never been bigger, but how yeah. how did we get it wrong for such a long time? Because, I mean, where does that thinking yeah, come, where did it come from? from? Yes. Well, it just seems to make sense, right? Because fat has nine calories per gram, and carbs have four, and protein has four. So if you eat less fat, you eat less calories. And if weight is just a math problem, it's, you know, exercise more, eat less, then that works. But that doesn't really work for most people because it's not just a math problem. We're now learning that your biology is so much more complex that actually hormones regulate your weight, your gut flora regulate your weight, environmental toxins regulate your weight, and the quality and composition of your diet is actually what's driving your metabolism. So if you're eating a diet that raises your blood sugar, that's going to cause weight gain. And if you eat a diet that doesn't raise your blood sugar significantly, which is 
more fat and protein, then you actually will lose weight. And it's, it's really a hormonal problem, and we didn't really understand that. And there was a huge debate in the science for decades about this, but the, the, the calorie counters won. But the truth is, they're wrong. <laughs> you think, see, I've had really good luck doing a combo of what you're saying. Like, I, yeah. I, I've had a really good luck saying, okay, you know, clean food and uh, not processed, no chemicals, not a ton of, you know, simple processed flour, this, that, the other. But I still do make people watch how many calories they're eating. Because, I mean, you don't, you don't subscribe to that at all? Well, I think it's, it's, I do to a degree, right? If you can definitely overeat. But the key is when you eat the right foods, your body naturally regulates how much you're eating. Because mm. you can't really can voluntarily control what you eat that long. Most people who restrict their calories will trigger starvation response. They get hungry, they slow their metabolism, and they reduce fat burning. It's the opposite of what you want to happen. So if you really restrict calories, it works for a little bit of a time, and then it always backfires. And you can see this. People just lose weight, gain weight, you know, your diets. But if you eat the right foods that are not causing these spikes in hormones, that are not creating a starvation response, your body will naturally regulate. And you can't control how much you eat, but you can control what you eat. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, here's a here's a question I've got for you um, because it seems to be a raging debate. Uh, what do you feel about meat eating? Meat. Well, you know, I think you've got the vegans on one hand and the paleo folks yeah, you on the do. other. Yeah, you do. Everybody else is confused in the middle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, you know, I I'm hearing literature on both sides, and I'm paying attention. I'm trying to have a neutral position, and I decided I'm going to really look at this for the book. And I reviewed hundreds of articles and really looked at the story here. And a lot of the data is kind of mushy because it's population data. Which means you look at a bunch of people, you ask them what they ate last week, you follow them for 20 years, and you sort of hope you can figure out some patterns. And what they found was that meteors typically have higher risks of heart disease, cancer, diabetes. But if you actually look at the, 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 the meat eaters, they were typically ones who didn't care about their health because meat was supposed to be bad. So oh. if you ate meat, you weren't focused on your health. Okay. And they were eating way more food. They had less fruits and vegetables. They smoked more. They drank more. They exercised less. They take fewer vitamins and minerals. So, of course, they had more heart disease and more other problems. But when you look at vegetarians and meat eaters who shopped at, like, health food stores who were basically eating meat in the context of a healthy diet or maybe eating grass-fed meat, their risk of death was cut in half which was the same as the vegetarian. So I think when you look at the science of, of, of meat, there is some issue around processed meat, like bacon and hot dogs, and there's a small increase in risk, like from 5 to 6% risk of cancer. That's like, a, that's like a 1% increase, an absolute increase. It's like an 18% relative increase, which gets people worried, but it's really a very small risk. So I think that, that do I think meat is something that's harmful for your health? Not really, I don't. In fact, I think it can be very helpful. I think the problem is more environmental. If we're having factory farm meats, it's a big drain on the environment. Right. So um, that's, that's a whole other issue. But from a pure health point of view, I don't, I don't think it's an issue. That's so interesting. I, I found and that like, if I kind of stay in the middle, I feel the best. And I do what yeah. you said. Like, I don't do the factory farm. I keep it clean. But like, every time I have tried to go vegan, because I, I love animals and I know it's better for the planet, I, honest to God, Doc, feel like I am narcoleptic during the day. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Right. I'm exhausted. No, it's, true. I mean, no, it's true. I think most people do better with some degree of animal protein. It's, you know, from but, a moral point of view, a spiritual point of view, you could argue that it's better to not eat meat from an environmental point of view if you have traditional meat, yes. But I think if you eat sustainable small amounts, I call it meat as a condiment, you know, a yeah, condiment. Yeah, that's know, exactly fine. right. That's what I've been you doing, know, and that works the best dish. for me. Yeah, exactly. Where it's you like, know, most of my <sighs> vegetables and then a little bit of protein. 
Yeah, and I don't do it. You know, it's not an every meal. So I'm like, all right, you know, if I do the beef once a week, you know, or and it's, I try to make it more plant based, it, it helps me a lot. And I, I think people are, have a hard time with that middle ground. You know, we're so used to kind of going to these extremes. And yeah, no. you know, I mean, and so so when you talk about a typical plate, right? What what does a breakfast, lunch, and dinner look like with well, on the plan, right? The twenty-one day eat fat, get thin plan. What does a typical day look like? So for me, like I'll just give you my typical day. So I have one or two breakfasts. I have what I call a fat shake, which is basically nuts and seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, pumpkin seeds, maybe walnuts, almond butter, tips of coconut butter, okay. uh, wild blueberries, and some coconut milk. And I put it in the blender, and that's like a shake full of protein, fiber, fat. Very low glycemic, low sugar shake, okay. and that keeps me going. It's great. Or I'll have eggs. I'll have some poached eggs with stir-fried greens, and maybe spinach, and an avocado, maybe sliced tomato, some olive oil on there, and it's just a great breakfast. So it's sort of fat on fat on fat, right? Eggs fat, olive oil fat, avocado fat. Then lunch, I'll have what I call a fat salad, which is a salad with greens. Then I'll throw in some avocados. I'll throw in some olives. I'll throw in some pumpkin seeds, all of which contain fat. And then I use... Uh, olive oil dressing and vinegar, and that's really awesome. And then for dinner, I have a piece of protein, and I have a great piece of protein like fish or maybe some shrimp, maybe a uh, small piece of grass-fed lamb, and then okay. I'll have a huge amount of vegetables. So I like have three different sides of vegetables, maybe asparagus and broccolini or some mushrooms or maybe have sweet potato. And that's basically my dinner. And if I want a dessert, I'll have, uh, you know, frozen blackberries with can of coconut milk, which you know, put in a blender, and it's like ice cream. It's so good. Really, that's actually a nice idea. I'm gonna try that idea because yeah. I for the for a, I'm on a year and two months. Oh, I can't believe no. it. I, Janice doesn't believe me. Of giving up like straight sugar, right? Like the cupcake, the ice cream, and I've. It took me forever, though, Doc. Do you do you think? Is that an addiction? I mean, it is an addiction. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, my last book was a 10-day detox diet, which is about the biology of sugar addiction. And it's so (laughs) sugar. Sugar is literally biologically addictive. We have the brain studies to show it. And uh, it's just like cocaine or heroin. So, yeah, I mean, in moderation, I call it a a sugar recreational drug. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want to have a piece of, uh, you know, something sweet occasionally. You know, if you want to drink tequila, you don't have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In America, we have sugar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's oh my gosh. the problem. That's, that's a fantastic analogy, actually. <laughs> I promise to quote you, but I will definitely be stealing that. Um, you and, can steal it. And I would also like for you to comment on, I, I think people kind of gloss over the notion of this. What is functional medicine? Can you explain to, to our listeners what that means? Sure, sure. Functional medicine is basically the science of understanding the body as a whole integrated system where everything's connected. And it looks at the root causes of disease, which is often what we're eating, exercise, stress, environmental toxins, how those influence our genes and our biology, creating disease. So disease is really an imbalance in your system. And when you identify the imbalances, you can often fix them. And it's done by taking out the bad stuff, putting in the good stuff, and helping these systems correct themselves. And it's getting to the root cause. It's sort of medicine by cause instead of symptom. And and that's really, it's a very powerful model for getting people not just free from disease, but also creating health. And where can people, okay, well, first of all, where is the book available? I'm presuming everywhere, right? <laughs> Barnes & Noble, Amazon, everywhere? Yeah, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Uh, you go to effectgetthin.com, my website, and uh, have a free 45-minute Q&A if you want to hear more about this topic. 
and uh, and there's a whole online challenge. If you want to participate with a group of people doing it, it's amazing. We have a thousand people doing it, all having amazing results. Janice and I are going to sign up. Can I win though? Is there <laughs> yeah, a way to she win? Has to win, Doctor. <laughs> I need I need to make sure that I can win. <laughs> No, no winning. <laughs> ah, damn it. It's a you community thing. Won, right, of won. course. Of course. Uh, Doc, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody get the book. Eat fat, get thin, go to the website, learn more, join the challenge. And um, I can't thank you enough for being on, sir. I hope you'll come back. Of course. Uh, great, great to be here with you again. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Here's what's interesting about this. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, First of all, I love, I do love this guy. I think he's, I think he's brilliant. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, you can, <laughs> you, you can eat too. I, I remember when I tried, you know, I ate a bag of cashews. I was big. You, you calories, it, it, you cannot negate it. And I, that, I was like, okay, you know, and I, I don't want to be a bitch and I don't want to undermine him, but that's just, he's right. You know, fat is good for you. He's right. that processed carbs and sugar are bad for you. That's all true. He's right. The fats are not, all of that stuff's all true. But you know, this is where you kind of get into that dangerous game of like, if I do, if I, I can eat as much as I want, if I don't eat this and, and that's not true. And what we're also not discussing here, or I I won't say not true because he didn't say that, but that, that is you cannot eat as much as you want. I don't care how, how healthy the food is. You cannot. You, you do have to always keep in mind calories. And I, I'm not asking people to restrict calories, but I am asking you to balance. If you're trying to lose weight, you, you have to restrict calories. Sorry, you do. If you're maintaining weight, you have to balance your calories. You can't overeat all day long. You can't. I don't care how healthy the food is. You cannot. I, I, I mean, I do this for a living. I take weight off of people. So in, in, in real life practical application you you cannot overeat you cannot even even when the food is good for you just you cannot and we're not factoring in exercise either either because i do agree i do agree completely like i get everything he's saying but if you're an athlete or you're very physical you you do need mm-hmm. you do need some carbohydrates not just vegetables you do need some beans some grains you you do i if you're more athletic i i'm going to go on the record saying that but i i think the man is brilliant. Um, I really do, and and I I've learned so much from him, uh, and I I just I had to get I couldn't. No, I don't know if you, in in if you're listening closely to this particular interview, you'll you'll hear kind of a high pitched whistle uh, go <laughs> off um, as as um, as Dr. Mark Hyman was explaining that, and Jillian, I think it was coming out your rear end actually, a high pitched when your when your cheeks clenched. <laughs> it was a very high whistle. <sighs> But that's good. No, but that's good. You, I think that's. But I think that's good that you. No one wants per- to say calories because nobody wants to hear it. But you, you gotta factor it in. Hey, you know what? You You're do. a professional. He's a professional, and professionals. I think. I think it's great that you. You have that. I never, conversation. I, I just never like because I don't think there's anything. I think. I think his book is rock solid. I just still think it's like I know we don't want to talk about the elephant in the room, but we we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. You can't you know you can't have ten <laughs> avocados the and think in the room. You know you, you gotta you know. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's good. It's good. All right. We'll be right back. All right. If you've ever wanted to create an awesome website, try Weebly. It's so 
easy, it will blow your mind. Weebly was created for people with the courage to start their own business, the kind of people that dream to be their own boss. You don't need to be a web designer. You don't know how to code to create a beautiful website. You just go to Weebly.com. Whether you want an online store, whether you want a blog, we're all so impressed with the wide variety of professionally designed mobile-friendly themes to choose from. You simply drag and drop to quickly build and publish your site. It is that easy. You can customize, update, and change your site at any time you want to on any device. Join over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at Weebly.com slash Jillian. That's Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash J-I-L-L-I-A-N. Weebly.com slash Jillian. Uh, What's the matter? You know. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Okay. There's something that's on my mind. Okay. It's not it's not necessarily podcast quality, but something happened the other night and I just Oh dear. Yeah, I mean have you ever have you ever have you ever been to a public restroom and someone blows the place up? <laughs> Absolutely. And and you walk out and you have to tell everybody in line it wasn't you. Yeah. Right? Of course. Well, who, who is the savage that's like, this is a nice restaurant. I think I'll shit here. What? 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 Who, who cooks up a shit at a nice restaurant? And everybody looked at me as though I did the, did the thing. Are you sure it wasn't I'm you? I'm 100% poop knows story? when it's close to home. I'm on a regimen. I have a routine. My body's on the clock, and I like to be at home. Okay, what if what if this person? What if the, what if something they ate something and they had to blow it out? But it doesn't. It's not like a rare occasion. I've often walked into it. Uh, 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 so, like, you, you do you go to Would dinner you and then say, "Excuse me, I'm going to go take a shit. I'll I'll be right back if I have to." I happen to be an expert in this field. Please go on. As a man, hmm. it's almost marking your territory. We think it's really funny. What kind of are you the funniest kind <laughs> janice is right though i mean i've got it you know my stomach's messed up so if i gotta go i'm gonna go <laughs> this you really this is really gonna be a segment yeah because you know what else i want to talk about okay you yeah. ever gone to someone's house and their their powder bath is like way too close to the living room oh yeah yeah well, if if apparently apparently for you you would you, your poop knows where the home is so why would you have to worry even about peeing. that are you gassy even, gassy gert no even peeing man I'm like I need some sound effects like a fan the bathroom the bathroom if I have a girl Rude. over the bathroom is three right, feet away from the dining room table or something yeah go on yeah, the the bathroom my wall and the bathroom my room and the bathroom share a wall mm. you could hear everything yeah I've literally not talked to a girl again because I've heard the nastiest sounds coming out of that bathroom a, yeah. Wow, you you guys are so mature. It's a turnoff. Uh, no, it is. It's upsetting. And I just the etiquette of all of this is is so hard for me to comprehend. You know, Manis? Do you have no. a solution? Well, I just want to. I want. I'm trying to understand. Like, you know, who does that? Who who drops a dude? Because what happened? I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you is that I 
use this bathroom at a public place, and it was stinky shorts. And everybody looked at me like I, I did it. That's the issue here. And it wasn't it's me. It's got nothing to do with the actual so, excrement. Got, it's got to do with savage? you. If, no, who did it? If it's got you to do owned with it, your... they would fear you. No. No, she would never do that, You though. think so? If she walked out. <laughs> Just, no, like, winked so? at a few people? Yeah. So. What? No, it's yeah. that you were you were embarrassed because you thought people thought it was you. That's that's more what it is. You would be mortified. No, to I think. just I don't understand who is like I like this place of fine dining, or this this. this I'm sure this if they didn't have for, to, I'm sure it's not like wow. Cocktails. You know what? I'm going to wait all here. day to go to this <laughs> fancy restaurant so I can lay a log. <laughs> they, I don't think that goes through people's mind. I think Which they're sitting gets having back dinner. To also, though, also. <sighs> The injustice of it all. So, have you ever noticed that women will use the men's room, but men don't use the women's room? Never seen a man use the women's room. Are you getting into like a, tra- a like a transgender bathroom, or are you just no, mean- no, no? I use the women's restroom a lot. I if use I the got, men's room. I'll, I'll run in and be like, gotta pee, especially really? if it's a oneer. I don't care. It's a oneer, yeah. Oh, definitely going in there. Really? Yeah. Oh, a oneer. That's different. I've, I've never th- seen a man use the female oneer. All the time. I always see them get in their own line. But, like, I have gotten into the men's line when the women's line is too long. And I've said, I'm getting in your line. I very rarely see a men's line. Women, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Because there is no men's line. Women get a pass a lot easier and than the women are out the pass. door. Which is also wrong. What's that about? Yeah. I'm going to use their room, too. What's better? What's, what's going on in their bathroom that it's like they're flying out of there? And you know what else is unfair? You know what else? Is that women... Always talk about how men pee on the seat, but you know who pees on the seat? Women. Women. It's because they're hovering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because Dr. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Oz says that you have to, because if it flushes and your um, parts are still hanging over the bowl, stuff splashes up and you get... Oh. Uh, well, you stand up and then... I stand, put my pants on, then I flush. Okay. You don't have... Cause sometimes those things flush while you're still uh, hovering. What do you do then? Why would it then flush you drip. when you're hovering? Just sometimes the just sometimes the auto flush is more sensitive. No. This one's bathroom is. Yeah, this one I always have to hop up. <laughs> I don't want I don't want someone else's juice touching my rear end. That's awful. Oof. I jump. Janice, I'm trying I'm seriously upset about this stuff. And then I read something. I think it was like Cosmo.com the other day about how if you're having a hard time pooping, you said we weren't allowed to eat. I, I, I'm so upset about this segment. <laughs> well, I read that if you're having a hard time pooping, you should massage your perineum. What's your perineum? You should your know taint. this. Oh. Hmm. Taint? Yeah. People really use that? I thought only porn stars said that. No, it's the little piece of skin between your giggy and your bum. I've always called it taint, never perineum, and never giggy. That's weird. Cosmo says if you're having a hard time pooping, massage your perineum. Make sure to stay... I looked up some takeaway for you. Make sure to stay hydrated. Take probiotics and enzymes. Um, And magnesium is a natural stool softener. Now you feel good about it? Well, A lot of people have a hard time pooping. Yeah, of course they do. Because, you know, we don't give ourselves time. There's no time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle this. 